0: Welcome back to another episode of the Format Podcast. Got a pretty good show for you here today. Man, these people will do anything to try and prop up LeBron James and take down the real GOAT, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. But uh, we'll get to that. But before we do, you know what we got to do. If you haven't already, please go ahead, click that subscribe, that like, and that notification bell on your screen so you're made aware when new episodes come out, you can stay up to date with the content. Also, if you want the audio-only version of the podcast, Go ahead, open up your audio only podcast platform, type in the format podcast in the search bar. Give us a little search. We should come up. Go ahead. Subscribe there. If you like the content, make sure you uh, give us that five star review. Share it with other people, you know, that love sports talk and um, make sure you just do that because uh, all of it helps us rise in the algorithm, helps us find more sports fans, helps more sports fans find us. All right. Let's get to it. So, um, you saw the thumbnail on this, right? If you're on YouTube, uh, Colin Cowherd, Michael Jordan. Why am I bringing those two up? First, first, let me, let me start off by saying this. Um, I'm a big fan of Colin Cowherd. Uh, as a guy who's in the opinion space, as a guy who's a trained journalist, that being me, as a guy who is a YouTuber trying to uh, grow my brand when it comes to sports talk, I'm a big fan of Colin Cowherd. He's a successful guy. I've actually listened to him for years, long before I even started doing this. Um, Probably like the last 10 years, you know, back when he was with ESPN, he always had what I took to be a lot of interesting segments and a lot of interesting thoughts on things. Now, that said, that does not mean at all that I agree with everything he says. Now, um, I think he's pretty astute in general when it comes to football and he's got a lot of great sources. But when it comes to basketball, I think most of the time he's off his rocker. And unfortunately, like many, quote unquote, basketball pundits in the uh, modern uh, NBA media, he clearly seems to have a line that he doesn't wanna cross. And he clearly seems to want to be leaning in a certain direction in terms of propping up a certain narrative and a certain player. What am I referring to? He loves LeBron James and he takes every chance he can to try and take shots at Michael Jordan to bring LeBron James into the fore and push the narrative that LeBron is the GOAT. Often to do with off the court stuff. Now, my thing is this, I don't really care about the off the court stuff that much now I get it as a journalist all that stuff helps create the story and helps create the person it helps create the player all the situations all the circumstances all that but when it comes down to it what matters most is what happens in between those white lines that's what demonstrates whether or not you are what they say you are and what you say you are as a player what happens between those white lines when you go up against the other guys okay cool now um Recently, uh, I think it was last week, Colin Cowherd made some very interesting comments on his show, The Herd, on Fox Sports 1, and then he doubled down on them on uh, his podcast, The Colin Cowherd Podcast. And so uh, let's go ahead, listen to these comments. Um, I'm going to just let you know they're about three minutes long, so they're a little longer than usual. But check it out, listen to what he had to say, then we'll come back and I'm going to go ahead and completely dismantle all his nonsense, all right? So let's go ahead, check out what Colin had to say, and uh, then we'll be back to react
1: to those. Michael is certainly as good as anybody I've ever seen. Relentless, uh, great in crisis, uh, laser-focused, Super competitive, loved watching him play. I'm still a huge fan of Michael Jordan. But you can criticize Magic Johnson, who ended up in 30% more finals. And you can certainly criticize LeBron James, who has smashed every Michael Jordan record. But you can't criticize Michael. Why? Well, think about it in these terms. Think about how powerful just ads are on TV or radio. My career has been a series of reading ads or ads elevating all my platforms. They can sell us soda. They can sell us cars. They can sell us jewelry just by a 30-second ad. The Air Jordan campaign is the greatest marketing campaign in the history of our domestic sports. Ever. Any athlete. Nothing's close. Michael made $225 million last year still on his shoes. He punches Steve Kerr. Well, you know, he's just very competitive. If Draymond Green punches Jordan Poole, a cocky, trash-talking reserve, throw him out of the league. Baseball, Wizards mess, failing as an owner, struggling with teammates early, pre-Phil Jackson. It's all protected. Nobody's saying. You can criticize LeBron. You can criticize Kareem. You can criticize anybody. Magic. Kobe, Duncan, you can't criticize Michael Jordan. That's why I call it mythology. It's as if he never missed a shot. Baseball, wizard's mess, failing as an owner, struggling with teammates early, pre-Phil Jackson. It's all protected. Nobody's saying, you can criticize LeBron. You can criticize Kareem. You can criticize anybody, Magic, Kobe, Duncan. You can't criticize Michael Jordan. That's why I call it mythology. It's as if he never missed a shot. He had lots of bad finals games. A couple against the Sonics. A couple against the Utah Jazz. He's human. Michael's always been great at elevating Michael. Just think of the power of the Air Jordan marketing brand. It has created a shield around Michael that any criticism, but Colin, he won at North Carolina. A lot of people have won championships at Carolina and Kansas and Yukon and Duke. College basketball's always been lopsided. Six programs have most of the talent. Well, he won in the Olympics. Yes, that team was pretty loaded. He had help beating Tunisia. Nobody's discounting how great of a college player, how great of an Olympian, how great of a player, how great of a marketer. But what I'm saying is there's a lot of mythology as if he wasn't difficult early pre-pippin he's won exactly one playoff series pre-pippin all of the issues are always well it was just very competitive draymond's not competitive Whoo, man that that was a lot right
0: colin had a lot to say and um i'm not gonna say he had a lot of untruths in there plain and simple um i'm not gonna say he was lying but i guess if you're telling untruths you're lying so He had a lot of lies in there and he had a lot of things that were incomplete. And again, it seems so much like he's just trying to push the narrative and take an opportunity to tear down Michael Jordan to lift up LeBron James. Now, the weird thing about Cowherd with this is that he's in his mid to late 50s, which means he was an adult, not a kid who uh, he was an adult watching Michael Jordan in his prime and watching what Michael Jordan did, watching the degree of difficulty. And I talk about it all the time, the degree of difficulty Michael Jordan faced watched how he was able to overcome it and how he was able to become one of the greatest champions and arguably, well, not arguably in my estimation, but in the opinion of most, the greatest basketball player who's ever played, okay? So what I'm gonna do is just take this step-by-step step and dismantle every bit of nonsense that he said in that in those uh, quotes, okay? So first, he says that LeBron has smashed every Michael Jordan record. What? How? How? Now here's the deal. LeBron has done a lot of amazing things in his career. I'll give him credit for that. But a big part of that is longevity. We talk about it all the time. And this is so funny because uh, prior to LeBron breaking the record, we used to talk about Kareem. And I have a cousin who was a pretty good hooper in his own right, Um, played for some really good schools, played college ball, all that. Really good player, really good point guard. Um, Shout out, Drew. So anyway, what gets me is that when we would talk about Kareem, he would always say that because Kareem played so long and put up the numbers that he was a, quote unquote, compiler. Okay. Interesting, though, now that LeBron is not a compiler when we can clearly see that he is playing specifically for piling up numbers. But anyway, so be it. Um, so let's go. Uh, Colin says that LeBron has smashed every MJ record. So I'm just going to bring up a few and there's a ton that he hasn't, but I'm going to bring up a few. Okay. Um, again, the longevity records are fine, but it's a flat out lie to say LeBron has smashed Michael Jordan's records. One fin- excuse me, finals highest scoring in one finals. Michael Jordan's got that. 93 against the Suns. He averaged 41 points per game in the finals. Record that LeBron has not smashed. LeBron James is the better passer than Michael Jordan, right? That's what everyone likes to say. He's a better all around player. He's a better around pa- he's the better passer. Okay, cool. He's got way more assists than Michael Jordan. I got it. He averages about a little over two more assists per his career than Michael Jordan. Quick side note on that, Michael Jordan played a good percentage of his career in the triangle offense. If you go and do the research, the triangle offense, nobody averages high assist numbers in that system because it's a read and react system. So you never have one guy completely dominating the ball in terms of making the decisions. But, you know, why let facts get in the way, right? Anyway. They say lebron is a better passer so if that's the case why does michael jordan have the highest assists per game average in a final series of anyone except magic johnson <laughs> interesting right 1991 nba finals michael jordan averaged 11.4 assists per game well how'd that happen if lebron is the better passer and he's smashing all jordan's records okay let's go on michael jordan has the highest scoring game in playoff history, 63 points in that legendary game uh, against the Boston Celtics in 1986. Right. Michael Jordan has the highest playoff points per game average, little over 33 points per game in his playoff career. Okay, that's not LeBron. Michael Jordan has the highest scoring average in NBA history, little over 30 points per game. Again, not LeBron. Michael Jordan is 6-0 in the finals. We hear this ad nauseum. Again, not LeBron. LeBron's not even 500 in the finals. Oh, but he made it to the finals 10 times. Michael Jordan only made it six. Okay. You can go back and watch my video called MJ Never Beat Bird, and uh, you'll get a little context into that. But anyway, Michael Jordan never lost in the finals. Another record that LeBron has not smashed. How interesting. Michael Jordan has more MVP seasons than LeBron. Huh, interesting. Michael Jordan has five, LeBron has four. So again, another lie. Michael Jordan has more finals MVPs than LeBron James. LeBron has four. Michael Jordan obviously has six. Every time Michael Jordan was in the finals, he won. And every single time he was the finals MVP. Hmm, okay. So another lie, another lie. Michael Jordan has been a defensive player of the year. LeBron James has not. Michael Jordan has 10 straight scoring titles, NBA record. LeBron James has one. Michael Jordan is a three-time steals champ in the NBA. LeBron James, never. Michael Jordan's Bulls, here's a crazy one, never lost more than three games in a row from 1991 through 1998. LeBron can't say that. So I say all this to say, and there's a bunch more, but I just didn't feel like digging to get all those out for you. The point is, it's a flat out lie to say that LeBron has smashed all Jordan's records. Flat out lie. I mean. There was no reason to say that, even if you wanted to make some other claims or or bring up some other things. Why that one? Because it's just not true. OK, moving right along. You get the point. Um, then he brings up Michael Jordan punching Steve Kerr. Now, if you listen to Colin Cowherd a lot, and I do, I I won't deny it. Again, I really like his show, really good stuff. When he talks basketball, I'm always a little iffy, but if you listen to Colin Cowherd a lot, he always talks about Michael Jordan punched a teammate. Michael Jordan punched a teammate. That's like his go-to in trying to take a shot at Michael Jordan and his leadership and his uh, bullying and his, you know, his tough way of leading. Interesting, you know what? I'll say for me personally, I'd rather you come at me directly, even if it resulted in us getting in a fight, than you uh, doing all the passive aggressive stuff and moving behind the scenes like a shadow and pulling snake moves to vilify me and get me off the team and then acting like you had nothing to do with it, a la LeBron. But hey, that's just me. I'm a different guy. I come from a different era, right? Okay. So anyway, Colin Cowherd always talks about MJ punch Steve Kerr. And the, the analogy he made today in the in the, uh, the soundbite we heard was MJ punch Steve Kerr and people said, oh, he's just competitive. Draymond punched Jordan Poole and he should be thrown out of the league. This is a terrible comparison. This is really just stupid, okay? Let's talk about it. Are you denying that Michael Jordan was competitive? Is that what you're doing? Because Michael Jordan wasn't just competitive. Anyone who played against him, played with him, anyone who goes and listens to the stories about Jordan's competitiveness, they know that he is the most psycho competitive player ever. We, talk, we hear the stories about uh, Isaiah Thomas when they said that he would cut your heart out to win a basketball game. You hear the stories saying that uh, Magic, he was smiling while he killed you. You hear the stories talking about how Bird would talk trash to you about what he was going to do to you. Then he was going to do it. He was so competitive. You hear the stories about Kobe, right? You hear the stories about Dream, what he did to uh, uh, David Robinson when David Robinson won the MVP in 1995 before the start of the Western Conference semifinal series Rockets and Spurs. You hear the competitiveness stories about all the all-time greats except LeBron. Anyway, it's not about LeBron. But the point I'm trying to make is, yes, Michael Jordan was psycho competitive and no one's saying Draymond Green is not competitive, but this is a terrible comparison because no one in their right mind would ever put Draymond anywhere near Michael Jordan as a competitor or as just a player. So like, I don't even understand why you would bring those two together. It's ridiculous. Also, Draymond Green is known as a dirty player and simply is not in the same stratosphere as Michael Jordan. That is why the comparison doesn't stand. It's just a dumb comparison. Okay, next we hear Colin say, um, he talks about the mythology. It's not as if MJ never missed a shot, okay? He says, oh, it's like MJ never missed a shot. No, it's not as if MJ never missed a shot. It's his dominance in the biggest moments that are drilled in our psyche. The shot over Craig Elo, where he almost hung in the air and waited for Elo to come back down before he drained it. It's him going down the lane against the Lakers in the finals in 91. He could have laid it up with his right hand, but instead he switches in midair and finishes with his left. Something we've never seen before, right? You, you you remember the crossover and then the pull up right about the free throw line on Byron Russell to end his Bulls career. He could have walked away from his basketball career on that one. That would have been the most legendary ending ever. But the point is there are these, these, these shots and these moves that are indelibly etched in our psyche. So it's not that Jordan didn't miss. He said it in his own commercial. He talks about all the time he missed, but that's why he makes them, right? Okay. Next up, Colin Cowherd talks about how Jordan had a lot of bad finals games. Again, flat out lie. Yes, Jordan had some subpar finals games for him, but he did not have a lot of bad finals games. So the question is this, if he had so many bad finals games, simple enough, riddle me this. How is he the highest scoring player in NBA Finals history? Like this, this stuff is so simple and anyone with a brain can go do this research. Anyone who's old enough to remember knows. Anyone who has access to YouTube can go and check. This stuff is easy enough to debunk. It is so ridiculous what Colin is clearly trying to do here. He is trying to tear down Michael Jordan in an effort to prop up LeBron James. I'll get back to that, okay. So, um, Michael Jordan, who supposedly had so many bad finals games, according to Colin, has never scored less than 22 points in an NBA finals game. You know who can't say that? Magic Johnson can't say that. Okay, fine. You say Magic Johnson wasn't an elite scorer. He was an elite true distributor. That's fine. We'll take him out of it. Larry Bird can't say that. Isaiah Thomas can't say that. Kobe Bryant, the closest thing we've seen to Michael Jordan, can't say that. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, the former all-time NBA scoring leader, can't say that. Paul Malone can't say that, right? Are are we getting somewhere with this? Guess who can say that? LeBron James. Yeah, the guy that Colin will try to tell you is the best player of all time. Nick Wright and Shannon Sharp, uh, they'll try to tell you that. But the fact is, he has scored less than 22 points in an NBA final game multiple times. Michael Jordan never did. So for all these supposed bad finals games that Colin will tell you Michael Jordan had when he's flat out lying to you to try to prop up LeBron. Well, I don't know. I don't know. But the fact is Michael Jordan never scored less than 22 points in an NBA finals. And a lot of the all time greats simply can't say that. All right. So now he talks about there were a lot of rough shooting nights against Seattle and against utah in the finals okay cool let's look a little deeper into that right so michael jordan was torching the seattle supersonics and i believe uh the bulls were up either 3-0 or 3-1 in the 1996 finals when gary payton finally got switched on to michael jordan why was he not on michael jordan from the beginning because he had a torn calf in that series and george carl didn't want to put him on there but mike gary payton finally says yo Give me the assignment, I'm going to do it. And that's when he started, you know, really pushing Mike into some difficult uh, shooting nights. Now, for those of you who want to use that and say, Gary Payton was only 6'3", 6'4", and Michael Jordan couldn't do his thing against him. Perhaps you've heard of Gary Payton, the guy they nicknamed the glove. Perhaps if you didn't know, I can share a bit of information with you about Gary Payton. Gary Payton is also tied with Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan as the only nine-time all-NBA first-team defense members. Gary Payton is a top-five perimeter defender of all time. There's not a question about that. It's not my opinion. That is what that is. So, of course, he's going to harass Michael Jordan into less-than-great shooting nights, less-than-Jordan-esque shooting nights. And again, even with that, Michael Jordan never... Scored less than 22 points in an NBA Finals game. You know who can't say that? Yes, LeBron James. Moving right along. Moving right along. Um, Against Utah, they played him in back-to-back finals, 97 and 98, beat him both times. Utah was a top five defensive team in the league during that time. There you go. There you have it. Okay. And just in case you forgot, never less than 22 points a game in an NBA Finals game. Just saying. You know who can't say that? Yeah, LeBron James. Moving right along. Okay, so now Collins says, yes, he won in North Carolina. And lots of lots of players were great in college and won at North Carolina and Duke and UCLA and, and those Blue Blood programs. And that's absolutely true. Lots of players went on to do, played in those programs and won championships and didn't go on to be elite in the NBA. Absolutely true. No question. Got it. But... Let's, let's look at this a little bit. It's not that he won a championship at North Carolina. It's what he showed at North Carolina. So he beat Patrick Ewing as, as a freshman, he beats Patrick Ewing and those Georgetown Hoyas, which was the best team in the country for the championship. Oh, and he made it on a game winning jump shot. Okay. That was just, that was an ode of what was to come right now. He did this as a freshman. And here's the thing. If you go back. And talk to people who were there with Michael Jordan while he was in college. Your James Worthy's, your Kenny Smiths, they'll tell you what a great player he was even then. So it wasn't just, oh, he won a championship at Carolina. He was he was just there. No, 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 no. He was integral. Okay, Kenny Smith talks about how good he was and his almost maniacal drive to improve. He wasn't just your average great college player. Ed O'Bannon was a great college player. Christian Leighton was a great college player. Khalid mean was a great college player. Mateen Cleves was a great college player. Kemba Walker was a great college player. We can go down the line on and on and on. Jimmer Fredette was a great college player. Adam Morrison was a great college player. They didn't all win championships, but they were all great college players. That doesn't mean that they were going to go on to be great NBA players. Most of them didn't, most of them don't, right? So my question is this, where do you think the saying came from that Dean Smith was the only person who could hold Michael Jordan under 20? because the system, the scheme, the fundamentals didn't let Michael Jordan go off. But people who knew about him know what a great player he was and what a heartbringer his college career was for what he was going to do on the next level. How do you think that he just walked into the NBA and as a rookie averaged 28 points per game, right? 28 points per game as a rookie in a league where it was physical and they played defense. He did that. Now, granted, He did not have the greatest of teammates. He didn't have the greatest roster, but he walked into the league and got busy out of the gate. Guess who didn't do that? Guess who didn't walk into the league and average 28 points per game? LeBron James didn't do that. So it's so funny. Notice I keep saying, guess who didn't do that? Guess who didn't do that? LeBron. And the reason I'm doing that is because this whole thing was a poor effort to prop up LeBron by tearing down Michael Jordan. But let's move on. Then... Colin talks about Michael Jordan winning in the Olympics. And this, this was one of the most disingenuous parts of the whole thing, right? He says, oh, yeah, Michael Jordan had a lot of help. He was on a loaded team beating Tunisia. That's right. Yes, Michael Jordan did play on the single greatest sports team ever assembled. Yeah, I said that. The single greatest sports team ever assembled in terms of greatness. The 1992 U.S. men's basketball team known as the Dream Team. Not gonna go down the roster. Look that up yourself if you don't know who is on it, and if you don't know who is on it, and you call yourself a basketball fan, get out of here. That's pathetic. Anyway, um, yeah. So, single greatest team ever assembled. They won the gold easily. I think it was like an average margin of victory of forty-four points in that tournament. It's that crazy how good the US was. Um, but, 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 I guess Colin also forgot when he talks about Michael Jordan as an Olympian that he was a two time Olympian who also won the gold medal in 1994 at the Los Angeles games. But that would ruin his narrative that, that he got so much help from the dream team beating Tunisia. You see what I'm talking about? That wasn't the dream team in 1984. That was a US team filled with amateurs college players, but he won the gold medal on that team as well. I think Bobby Knight coached that team and Bobby Knight basically at that point said, that michael jordan was the best player he's ever seen um so you got that okay now uh cowherd also gets to this nonsense about basically uh michael jordan was nothing pre-pippin nothing pre-phil phil jackson that is and this kills me right because yes he eventually needed them but the question is this if we're gonna be honest who were scotty pippen and phil jackson before michael jordan scotty pippen was he was a good player but he was raw and chances are he would not have been what he became if he didn't play with Michael Jordan. Now we don't know that for sure. And Michael Jordan gives credit where credit is due, saying there's, you know, there's no me without Scotty and I don't have these six titles without Scotty, and that's probably true. It's it's long been my opinion that even without Scotty, Michael would have found a way to got 3, to get 3 because he's that great. But we'll never know. And the fact is, yes, Michael Jordan is 1 in 9 in uh playoff series um before uh Scotty Pippen. Right, he just he wasn't winning, not playoffs, playoff series, uh, playoffs. Playoff Regardless, he was one in nine in the playoffs before Scottie Pippen. But the fact is this: um, Scottie Pippen got drafted in 1987. It took four years before Scottie even became the Scottie that we know now. He wasn't some elite dude that walked in and immediately became Jordan's sidekick. So there's that. Number two, Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson, former NBA champion as a player with the New York Knicks in 1973. But as a coach, who was he before Michael Jordan? He coached in Puerto Rico. He coached the Albany Patroons in the CBA. Eh, they talk about the triangle. The triangle wasn't even his system. He got that from Tex Winter. Tex Winter was the architect of the triangle. The X and O's guy, Phil Jackson, was the guy who managed personalities. And yes, he's an all-time great coach. You can't deny it. The nine championships, nine champ- eleven championships. Excuse me, three three-peats and then two more. You can't, you can't say that he's not a great coach. Now, if you want to talk X's and O's, I'll take Larry Brown over Phil Jackson. I'll take Pat Riley over Phil Jackson. I'll take Greg Popovich over Phil Jackson. But the fact is 11 championships are inarguable. Phil Jackson's an all timer. Now with that said, before Michael Jordan, who was he? I mean, people talk like like Michael Jordan uh, spent his whole career with, <laughs> you know, that like, like he got with um, Pat Riley or something like that. No. Michael Jordan helped to make Phil Jackson just like Phil Jackson and Ted Winter's system helped maximize Michael Jordan as a weapon. So let's let's not be disingenuous here. It's it's really frustrating. Um, real quick to the Scottie Pippen thing. Yes, Michael didn't win without Scotty, but Scotty didn't win without Michael either. When Michael was gone, Scotty had an opportunity to win. He goes to Houston, he has two other guaranteed first battle hall of famers, Charles Barkley, Hakeem Olajuwon, Doesn't win there. He then goes to a loaded Portland squad, doesn't win there. So people always talk about well, Michael never won without Scotty. What did Scotty do without Michael? And it's inarguable that Scotty played on better teams without Michael than Michael played on without Scotty. There's no question about that. So can we stop the disingenuousness? We got to stop it. So at the end of the deal, at the end of the day, here's what it is. We have to, not we, some of these people have to stop this nonsense. They're trying everything they can do to be disingenuous and incomplete and uh, push false narratives and not share all the information in order to try and break down Michael Jordan's legacy. And why are they doing that? They're doing it to uplift LeBron James. But what they don't realize, listen, LeBron James has had a great career, but what they don't realize is. If you have to pull down Michael Jordan to try and uplift LeBron, all that does is prove the point that I've been saying for years, that LeBron's merit doesn't stand on its own. Because you have to go through all these tricks, all these machinations to try to make LeBron the guy. That means he's not good enough to stand on his own as a GOAT, plain and simple. Okay, this was a long one. Um, what I wanna know from you is, uh, what do you think of Cal Herd's comments comments? Uh, is Michael Jordan the all-time greatest basketball player? And uh, do you think that people like Cowherd, Nick Wright, and Shannon Sharp are deliberately trying to lie and uh, leave out information and be incomplete in order to pull down Michael Jordan's legacy so they can lift LeBron James? Leave your comments in the comment section. Can't wait to hear from you. See you next time. And I'm out. Peace.